Good afternoon, Paul Andrigo here, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered. I'm introducing a new segment today in my podcast series. Uh, today it's about local business boost, and you're going to be hearing several of these uh, as the podcast uh, uh, picks up more and more um, uh, traffic and uh, hopefully gets into uh, everything from your car radios to your, um, to your iPods to uh, wherever you might be listening to this. Um, for me, local business boost is, is such an important part of um, supporting your community. And, and of course, my, um, my local community has so many incredible businesses. Uh, I'll, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll be spending the next few years profiling each one um, uh, as much as I can. So um, as you're listening to this, I want you to also let me know if, you're, uh, if you have a business that uh, would like to be profiled. Um, and put in the spotlight here on my uh, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered podcast. That's what this is going to be about. Um, If you're thinking that this is another one of those uh, boring business podcasts that really, especially with real estate, has nothing but real estate alone, um, I'm sorry, but uh, uh, that's not how it works. For me, this comes down to relationships. Um, Whether it's people buying, selling, renting, whatever they're doing, relocating. And, and, and believe me, I have the most amazing time helping uh, the amazing clients I get to work with. But it isn't about that part. It's about there's a human element uh, and there's a quality of life involved that uh, for me is very important. And, and, and I, I will go on record and I have gone on record saying that um, the small businesses in a neighborhood are as important, if not more, than the real estate itself. So tune in, enjoy, and let me know if your business should be my next interview. Hey, Paul Andrigo here, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered. I'm here with David at Muddy York Brewery. Cheers, Paul. He's uh, doing me the absolute uh, amazing favor of giving me an in-depth tour of uh, all of us, an in-depth tour and the story behind um, how this amazing place was uh, uh, came to be. So, um, David, can you tell us a little bit about how this place came to be? Sure, so Muddy York was established in 2014. Jeff Mannell, who is our brewer, our head brewer, and the co-owner of the brewery, was a, was a home brewer for quite a long time, and worked in this building before it was a brewery. It was, the, it was the, called the Skillcraft Skillcraft was the name of a company, which is a dye shop, a tool and dye shop. And Jeff actually worked here in this building for 10, 12 years, something like that, while he was homebrewing. And he became a homebrewer of, of some acclaim. He won a bunch of competitions. He became a beer judge. And he started a blog called Hoptomology, which chronicled his, his adventures as a homebrewer, which still, even though he hasn't, uh, he hasn't posted anything on it in four or five years or something, he's, he still gets something like 5,000 hits a month. Wow. So it, it's really, it became a, 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 a great resource for other homebrewers. Yeah. And so he, he established himself as a, a really, a, a very good brewer primarily, but also a guy who really understands the history of brewing and understands the, 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 where, the, where the art and the science intersects. So he, he worked here in the dye shop for, as I say, a, a decade plus, and when the, the guy he worked for retired, he asked Jeff if he, would, if he would be interested in taking over the company. So what Jeff really wanted to do was start a brewery, 
but starting a brewery requires a significant amount of capital, which he didn't have, and requires a large space, a space large enough that, that, that it can be a manufacturing facility, which is what a brewery is in yeah. essence. Yeah, makes sense. So taking over the dye shop, he thought, well, now I'll have a building. I got 4,000 square feet, and this business is about 50 years old. I know how to run it because I've been running it, and maybe this building I can, I can use the existing infrastructure of this building and of the of the business to try to prop up a, a totally new business, a totally separate business, but a, but a brand new business without the pressure of having to start a business from scratch, needing to find needing to find the real estate uh, and and the pressures that that come with that. So he put a very small brewery, very small brew house in the back of this building, and. The legend goes that he threw out about the first 20 batches of beer that he made okay. until he was really happy and really satisfied. And that was the Muddy York Porter was the first beer that we released, which is why it's called the Muddy York. Okay. Um, it's still it's still one of our core beers, and one of and it's certainly the beer that put us on the map. Well, I'm somewhat offended I wasn't called for some of that beer that was being thrown away because I would have probably made you good use of it. Found a good home with I you. I would have been the one to decide yeah. if it wasn't any good. Well, there's there's plenty um, of the good stuff here. So. I, and this and that's the one thing I can tell you for, from from a standpoint of a fan and, and a resident of this neighborhood for uh, again 20 years this year is to see uh, in the area that was uh, pretty much known for one thing in this industrial area was the Peak Freens uh, Cookie Factory. When you drive down the street, which is why I'm suggesting. Um, the minute you're done with this podcast or on the way to wherever you're going, turn the car around, tell the kids you're going to make a quick stop. You're heading up to East York. Put in Bermondsey. Put in the exact address, 22 Cranfield Road, 22 Cranfield Road in your um, GPS right now. Turn the car around. The kids will understand. Don't worry. And, uh, we've got crayons. We've got there's juice. There's crayons. And most importantly, you crank down the windows. And, and, and the weather is such right now anyways that you can do that. And the smell of cookies that fills your car, everybody in your car will instantly smile and it'll give you enough time to come here, enjoy a brewery stop, and then go over and stop at the Peak Freens Warehouse while you will grab a garbage bag of cookies for about five bucks. Uh, and your kids will not worry or they won't complain that they're crushed cookies, they're cookies. Uh, they'll enjoy them. Sure so I'm going to take a walk inside now in this incredible place and uh, hopefully we're going to get some more very cool stories because that's for me, uh, whether it's real estate or whether it's music, I love, love the behind the stories of, uh, of things like this, especially small businesses. So David's going to be the one to share those with us. Thanks. So this is the bar in the tap room at the Muddy York Brewing Company. This, this right here used to be Jeff's office when he worked in the dye shop. Uh, it, is, it, has, uh, it has been the, the, the beneficiary of a pretty major facelift and upgrade. Now is, is sort of the hub, the heart of our, of our tap room. We have, we have 12 taps here. We, we aim to always have 12 beers on tap. We don't today, but generally we have 12 different styles of beer on tap. And this is where people come in and really get to experience uh, what we do. This is sort of the heart of it over here. Um, I can take you around the corner here. This is the, the retail shop over here, which was designed and put in by Susan, who is Jeff's wife, who is here today. Uh, Sue. 
Sue left her job in the music industry as a very accomplished art director and graphic designer, designed this this room here and, and really was the was the visionary behind the look and feel of the tap room and she designs all of our all of our beer. And yeah, they all look fantastic. And we have a, a very specific aesthetic here that you really kind of you get you see as soon as you as soon as you buy one of our beers you kind of get a sense of what we're about. Um, and then the the rest of the tap room here that's Malika who is uh, often the face of one of yours. So a lot of people in the face of when they come here. And the, the tap room is populated with some of Jeff's grandmother's furniture and furniture that looks like it should be Jeff's grandmother's furniture. That's the <laughs> part of our ours, part of our rookie as well. Way here into the Muddy York Brewery. This is where our we have nine fermenters here. We have a, a 10 hectoliter system, meaning that each one of these tanks can hold a thousand liters of beer. And this is where this is where the, the beer ferments for anywhere from two to four weeks, depending on the beer. Maybe even a little bit longer, depending on what we're depending on what we're brewing. So this is sort of the this is the second stage of the process. First stage happens in the brew house, which you can see here. So we've got uh, a mash tun and a kettle. So we the beer starts in, in the mash tun over there. That's where you get. That's where you make your wort. And you're going to have your your grain and water um, mixing that all together. That, that creates the wort, and then it goes into the kettle here, where it's brought up to temperature. And depending on the beer that we're making, we would add hops at that at that time. Um, from the from the kettle, once everything is at temperature and you hit the right gravity, things go into the fermenters. They they ferment out there for, as I say, two, three, maybe four weeks. And then if we're adding, uh, if we're dry hopping a beer, we would add the hops here. Once it's fermented out, if we're adding fruit to a beer, we would put the fruit in at that point, or any other sort of. Uh, anything that we are, we are doing to enhance or affect the flavor of the beer would generally happen after we have, after it's been fermented. And then they're transferred to one of these two tanks here. These are called bright tanks. And this is really where the beer finishes. So it, it, we, we cold crash the beer at the end of fermentation. We transfer it into this tank. And we drop the temperature even lower to one to two, maybe three degrees and we carbonate it. So the beer comes out of temperature. When you, when you, when you, uh, when you when the, bring the beer down to a temperature that cold, it actually, it clears out a lot of, so none of our beer is filtered, but, but once it's conditioning there in the bright tank, it'll not, all of any, any sediment that's left in there after the yeast has been pulled out and the hops have been pulled out, will, all of that sediment will settle. We carbonate it. It's, it sits in there carbonating for a couple of days, and then from there it's packaged in kegs or cans or bottles, well, and love it. you get to enjoy it. Okay. Well, how, how much better can you get than the, uh, an unfiltered podcast and talking about unfiltered, unfiltered beer? beer. Exactly. Uh, it was a match made in heaven. 
thank you again, Dave. My pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed that uh, interview, and it's uh, it's been my pleasure to uh, make sure that, uh, again, the stories of our local business owners here in Toronto, uh, in all parts of Toronto, are being told, uh, you know, the way they should be. Um, it's very It's something I'm very passionate about because of the fact that I know um, how hard many of my clients have worked to start their own small businesses. Uh, I myself am in that position where I did not... Uh, have any um, uh, any assistance or any uh, special advantages starting in this business. I'm the first in my family uh, to be in real estate, so I uh, uh, I worked very hard in a previous industry. I was in the fitness business before this, um, and I met a lot of people, a lot of amazing people, many of which are still my clients to this day. Um, and uh, I really sort of I I. I you know, I, I knew what, I know what it's like to have to earn your way uh, to the point where you're successful um, and, of course, grateful for what it is that you have. So thanks for tuning in. Be sure to sign up at news.uniquetoronto.com uh, if your business should be profiled. Uh, and, of course, if I can help you with anything real estate related, um, that goes without saying I'm the guy to talk to. And, of course, um, You'll be hearing your property uh, mentioned on this podcast if you're listening with me. There's so many uh, amazing advantages involved. Thanks. Have a great day.